Yo, what is up, everybody? It is your favorite Fatboy Rary coming at you with another Fatboy Takes. I hope you guys are all staying safe out there. I hope you guys are all doing good. I know there's been a group of fires in Cali. Uh, I hope you guys are not being affected by those fires because that really sucks. And if you are, I'm sorry. But I hope you guys are all doing well. Um, on today's pod, we're going to be going over Week 7 Fatboy Picks. And then fat, we're going to do Fatboy Picks Week 8. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the new uh, NBA rule changes, the coaches challenge, the traveling, and the dribble pushing off. The reason I wanted to talk about these things is because the dribble uh, push-offs are getting called a lot, and that's going to affect a lot of players' games, because that's going to be called a foul. If you push off with your offhand, it's going to be called a foul, so we need to go over that. And then the coaches challenge, I want to go over how it works, because it's a little silly, and uh, obviously traveling, I don't know if you guys have noticed, they've been calling traveling a lot lately, so I'm going to go over that. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, a couple of the NBA games that I was able to watch. Um, and yeah, that seems like that's going to be it. Maybe I'll sprinkle in a little fantasy when we're going over the week uh, eight picks. Uh, it seems to like it's working better for me that way because I don't have to like go all crazy and look through shit for fantasy. It's just like, oh, I'm already talking about these teams. I'm already there, so I can just talk about it. So yeah, that's why I'm kind of doing it like that. I'm not really putting in the in the descriptions that I'm talking about fantasy, which I should. I should be like, oh, week eight with the sprinkle of fantasy in there. I need to start doing that. Sorry guys, I will start doing that. But yeah. That's what's on tap for today's pod. Um, let's get it. All right, so here we go, boys. Week 7, Fatboy Picks. We're trash. Not going to lie. Cheeks. Cheese Broncos. I was right about that one. That's a fucking no-brainer. Poor Patrick Mahomes injured himself. That sucks. Uh, guess he's not playing this week. So if you have him in fantasy, no Mahomes. Uh, I don't know anything about that backup quarterback. So... Good luck to the Tyreek Hill owners. Uh, the Broncos are also a mess right now. I don't know what's going on with that team. Uh, they t- they also traded away Emmanuel Sanders. So Emmanuel Sanders is a Niners now. So I'm pretty sure Emmanuel Sanders is going to get a, a fantasy football boost with that. Uh, and yeah, for the next game, Eagles-Cowboys. The fucking Cowboys finally won. They had... They won, which is a W for me, but I also took an L because I picked the Eagles. Thank God the defense showed up. They're pressing Carson Wentz, and then Zeke was able to run on them. Keys to the game. The defense was lights out. Zeke, the only one was lights out. Zeke was lights out. Dak had a decent game. The receivers killed it. W. Finally, Cowboys back on the win column. Let's get it. Uh, Rams Falcons. I was right about the Rams. They took that dub. The Falcons just a dumpster fire right now. They can't stop anything. If you're going up against that defense in fantasy, play your players. You're about to score some. You should be able to score fat points. You never know with fantasy, man. Fantasy's like fucking. It's like you either get lucky or you don't, man. Uh, so then the Bills Dolphins. The Bills won, obviously, but but the Bills were down in that game. They like. I don't know what the hell was going on with the Bills. They were, like, sleepwalking through that game. And then it was, like, the fourth quarter hit. And they were like, yo, 
we might lose to the fucking garbage-ass Dolphins. We need to wake up and get our shit together. They got that pick. And then the rest, Josh Allen gets a TD. Then they lock up the game with the onside kick. So good job to the Bills. Even though they were struggling a bit with the Dolphins, they still got the W. Ain't got to be pretty, boys. A win is a win. Don't be those guys out there that are like, Oh, you barely break this team. I'd like doing that sometimes, but I do it because I like to fuck with my friends. But yeah, don't be that guy and sound like like legit. They barely beat this team. Blah, blah, blah. Because a win is a win, dude. Hate to say it. Like I said, I'm guilty of that, but it's because I love fucking with my friends. My friends, your buddies will never, everybody knows this. Your buddies don't want to hear that shit. That their team almost lost to a shitty team. They'll be like, nah, nah, fuck that. We still won, though. It's just funny. But yeah, don't don't be that guy that does that all the time. I like doing that shit because I'm a dick. Um, But yeah, the Bills took that W. They took care of business. Good for them that they woke up in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> the Jazz Bengals game. That man, that game's terrible. That game was. I watched some of that game because I have some of those players in fantasy. That game was really boring to watch. But good job to the Jags. The Bengals right now are a mess. If you have Joe Mixon, you can't really play him. It's he's like very very matchup dependent. That O line is a complete mess. And then the play calling is terrible. That coach does not even try to ru- establish the run or nothing. He just like. Here you go, Andy Dalton. Throw the ball every down. It's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? You got to mix it up. The the other team's just going to get... Eventually, you're going to throw an interception. Eventually, you're going you're gonna to make a mistake. And that is what happened in the Jacks Bengals game. It's like, Andy Dalton just kept throwing the ball, throwing the ball. Interception. Boom. Game over. That's how, that's how the play calling is right now for the Bengals. It's a mess. Hopefully they figure it out. I do know that coach is new, new system, new everything. So hopefully they figure it out eventually because they're not going to figure it out this year. The Bengals are fucked. But yeah, uh, and then the Vikings-Lions game. The Vikes took the W. Man, the Vikings are looking really, really good right now. I just, we'll see how it goes because the Packers are 6-1. and one, And I believe the Vikes are 5-2. and two. <clears throat> oh, They're looking super, super solid. Uh, and also, the Vikes got a, a dub this Thursday. They already beat the Redskins. Uh, so the and then Packers, Raiders. My goodness, Aaron Rodgers, straight gave it to me with no lube, boys. That man just killed me in fantasy, man. Big us to whoever played Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron Rodgers was a fucking killer last week. 43 fantasy points in PPR. Oh my. I think he had he had six touchdowns, 100% passer rating, insane. Big ups to whoever played Aaron Rodgers, man. Um also Josh Jacobs did play well that game, so good job to whoever played Jacobs. Um but yeah, man. Aaron Rodgers killed me. Packers got a W. Texans Colts, uh the Texans had it rough that week, man. The Texans Deshaun Watson got contained. The Colts did a great job. Big ups to the Colts on getting that W. I took it now. But whatever. Ah, this motherfucking game. This game makes me sick. The Giants-Cards game. I literally picked the Giants. I was like, man, the Giants just got Saquon. The Giants got Evan Ingram back. 
the the Cardinals, these not good. The Giants should take this game easily. Man, the fucking Giants shut the fucking bed. God damn it, motherfuckers. And they handed me an L. I needed Evan Anchor to pop off. Hell nah. He got a measly 1.6 points. I got fucked that game. Uh, and then also, whoever started uh, Edmonds, big ups to you. Nobody knew to start Edmonds, though. I like, that was insane. Three touchdown day. Uh, but if you did start him, it's good for you. I know my boy picked him up and he left him on the bench. It caused my boy to lose because he had Edmonds on the bench. But who the hell would have known to play Edmonds that they, Johnson was going to freaking play like one, two snaps and then sit out the rest of the game? Like, nobody knew that. But like I said, big ol' whoever played Edmonds, I'm pretty sure you won 35 points from your, right, from a flex. I'm pretty sure most of you flexed him. You didn't start him as one of your, your one or two quarterback. I mean, Running back, so big ups to whoever started Edmonds. I'm pretty sure you got a fat dub because that dude. Uh, the Niners Redskins game, obviously, it was not a pretty game, but then that's one of those games. It ain't a pretty game, but the Niners came in on top. They're six and zero. Uh, it's starting to look like the Niners are going to win that division if they can. Because I know the Niners' schedule is about to get a little tough, but if the Niners could get a couple of dubs, like like. Like split the hard games they have coming up, they should be like in line to win the division. If they can beat the Seahawks, they're going to be like the favorite to win that division. And maybe like man, the Niners are looking legit right now. Like they took care of business playing against all those shitty teams, and then they took care of business against the Rams. And I'm pretty sure I think they're playing the Seahawks next week, so we're gonna see like. Like if they win that game, they're pretty they're pretty much set up to win that division. Uh, but they do have a hard schedule. They're playing a lot of teams coming off buys, so you know these teams are going to have extra time to prepare for them. But if the Niners can beat the Seahawks, they're going to be like in a great position to win that division. So big ups to you guys. I know there's a lot of Niners fans out here. So good luck, good luck to the Niners. <coughs> Chargers Texans, I got that shit wrong. I really thought the Chargers had this one, man. And fucking Austin Eckler is still popping off. He popped off on my bench. I left him bench just because everybody was like, "Oh, Melvin Gordon, you're going to get more, 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 more snaps and more handoffs." And then fucking shits the bed. My man fucking fumble at the one yard line. Jesus freaking Christ! Good job, Gordon. Yeah, cuck me, brother. But it's all right, guys. It's just fantasy. Hopefully, Gordon gets it together, man. You know, he held out, uh, didn't get paid or nothing. Comes back, playing like shit since he came back. So hopefully, he gets it together. Hopefully, he gets it together for the Chargers fans. I know the Chargers fans had like biggest, like big ass, like Super Bowl aspirations. But that team has been a letdown. I know the O line's banged up, but the team's been a letdown. So, let's see if they can, you know, get it together. Also, I feel like the Chargers are still not out of that division because I have a feeling KC's going to take some losses without Mahomes. And then the Raiders keep losing as well. So, I think that division is just like, it's still up for grabs. I don't think it's over. There's still a lot of football to play. <coughs> so, yeah, hopefully the Chargers can figure it out. Uh, Bears-Saints. Oh, my God. This, this game right here, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. <laughs> this game hurt my fucking soul, dude. 
I literally shit talked Latavius Murray and Latavius Murray popped off. He made me look like a fucking clown, dude. But good job to Latavius Murray, man. He had a big day. Rushed for like a hundred and something yards and a t and I think a touchdown or two. So big good job to Latavius Murray. The Bears defense was looking soft as shit. Uh so good job to the Saints. Took that dub. Seahawks Ravens. Uh, fuck, I took another L. Uh, the Ravens pulled it out. The Seahawks, the Seahawks did not look that good. Obviously, they were playing a good defense. The Ravens handled business. Good job to the Ravens. I took an L, and I took an L in fantasy. Your boy's starting to pile up the L's, you know. But I'm gonna get back on that winning column eventually. But yeah, that's pretty much it for the Week Seven recap. Um, lots of football still left to play, like I said. But man. Like you st there's only two unbeaten teams, the Niners and Pats. I don't know when the Pats lose though. That schedule looking super easy for them, but eventually, I know the eventually they're gonna have to play somebody, right? Uh, same shit uh, with with the Niners. The Niners just like had a soft schedule, but they played the Rams and they beat the Rams. So to me, I feel like the Niners are like more legit than the Pats right now, but. Whatever. Also, that Pat's defense is insane. That Pat defense has been killing everybody in fantasy. That Pat's defense has literally been putting up no less than 18 points. It is fucking insane. Imagine getting 18 points from a defense every week. Some players can't even score 18 points in fucking fantasy. You have a fucking deep. It's like having an extra player. Like, yo. Don't trip, dude. I'm losing, but I got this. You know why? Because I got the patsy. It's like, oh, I'm losing by 12. And it's like, final score for the other dude. And you're down 12. And it's like, oh, dude, it's cool. I got the patsy. I'm about to play this shit and win. It is very, very possible to win with that D. It is insane. Uh, I remember when I played that D, that D dropped 23 points on me. It kept the dude I was going against in it. I still won. But, man, the fact that that D, it's just, like, it's crazy. It's like having an extra player. So, like, if you're going up against that pass D, all I got to say, good luck. I hope your team puts up, an, puts up enough points to, peak the, to beat that D. Because, man, it is rough out here going up against that D. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for week seven. We're going to get into week nine. I mean, eight. Yikes, boys. Week eight, boys. Yikes, I'm over here jumping the gun week 9. Sorry, this is Fat Boy Picks week 8. Let me get myself together. And also, I was wrong about the Seahawks-Niners. They don't play each other until week 10. So, yeah, week 10, Niners-Seahawks. Uh, so, let's get into week 8, not week 9. Week 8, uh, Seahawks-Falcons. I am going to go with the Seahawks. We all know the Falcons are a dumpster fire. And I have Russell Wilson. I'm, play, I'm playing Russell Wilson. I'm playing Tyler Lockett. These boys have very good matchups. The Falcons D can't stop shit right now. I know it would be funny if I'm talking shit right now. And then the Falcons D just turns up on me and gives, causes me to lose. I hope I don't lose, though. I need a W. Uh, so I hope Lockett. I have Lockett and Russell. I'm playing both of them. And if you have either of those players, you got to play them. Or even if you have uh, the running back, uh, Carson, you better play Carson. That Falcons D is just terrible right now. And that's why I'm also going to pick the, the Seahawks to beat the Falcons. 
and then Eagles Bills. Uh, just so you guys know, I have a bet with a buddy for some chili burgers. So uh, I want the Bills to lose, but the Bills will probably win this game. The Eagles are just looking terrible right now. The Bills defense is legit. Uh, I don't know if if Carson Wentz can can you know because I'm pretty sure the Bills D is gonna press them. Their corners are the Bills have good corners. I don't know if Carson Wentz is just gonna be able to pass the ball all day because we all know the Eagles cannot run the ball for shit. So good luck. This is gonna be an uphill battle for the Eagles, but I'm gonna go with the Bills, even though I want them to lose because I have a bet. But I'm going to pick the Bills. Uh, so then the Chargers-Bears game, it's a no-brainer. The Bears are going to, that Bears defense going to come out hungry this game. They need a W or else they're just going to keep falling in the standings for that division. And it's looking like the Packers and Vikings are just, they're going to, obviously the Vikings probably get the wild card in that, a wild card spot in the NFC. And the Packers might win the division unless the Vikings beat them when they play and then Obviously, the Packers take another L somewhere down the road. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm going to say the Bears take this one just simply because it's a must win. If they can't keep taking L's or else it's literally over for them. Uh, and then Giants-Lions, I'm going to go with the Lions. I did not like anything I saw out of, the, out of the Giants last week. They looked terrible. Daniel Jones had a bad game. Evan Ingram had a bad game. Saquon was, like, the only bright spot. And I know their receivers are still banged up. So I'm gonna go with the with the Lions, uh, and then the Bucks Titans. I am going to go with the. This was a hard game, by the way, because it's like both of those teams are playing bad right now. I am gonna go with the Bucks for this game. I think the Bucks are gonna be able to pull it out. And then Broncos versus Colts. I'm gonna go with the Colts. The Colts just had a big game. They they got a W over the Texans. They look good. I'm going to go with the Colts. Uh, plus the Broncos right now, they just looking, they don't look too hot. And then they just lost Emmanuel Sanders. Just makes it easier to pick the Colts for this one. Uh, and then we got the Bengals and Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams. The Bengals are a dumpster fire. They can't do anything on offense. They've been throwing lots of picks. Uh, it's, just, it's just not looking good for that team right now. Uh, and I think the Rams are like, they're getting in that must win every game territory because the Seahawks and Niners are ahead of them. So the Rams have to turn it up. And also Jalen Ramsey looked good as in his debut. So I think the Rams take this one. And then Saints cards. This the Saints are gonna take this dub. I'm pretty sure uh the Saints are uh what's his name? Michael Thomas has a big game. I don't think the Cardinals are gonna be able to contain him. So if you got Michael Thomas, of course you're gonna play him. That guy's literally a must start. So if you have him, you're just playing him. Uh, no matter what. Uh, I don't know if Kamara's coming back. I think he's a game-time decision. If Kamara plays, it's easy. Easy W for the Saints. And then Jets, Jaguars. I'm going to go with the Jets. Uh, even though I'm pretty sure they're the underdog. I'm just going to go with the Jets. I did not like what I saw from the Jaguars last week. And the Jets should have enough to get the dub with, with Bell. Hopefully, Demarius Thomas steps up finally. He's been, he's been playing eh. So hopefully this is a big game for him. I know the Jags defense is not amazing. Uh, so I think the Jets take this one. And then Panthers-Niners. Uh, this one was hard, man, because 
Chris, it's hard to bet against Christian McCaffrey right now. Christian McCaffrey is just insane. Like, this man is literally killing everybody in fantasy. Literally backpacking teams to W's. Some teams to W's. Let me get that correct. Before, you know, somebody gets offended out there. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I still got to go with the Niners, though. I think the Niners uh, find a way to stop them. And then the, you can't really. The Niners corners are good. Like, the Niners defense is just really good. So I think they'll handle business. And then we'll see how Emmanuel Sanders looks in his debut. Hopefully he does something. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with the Niners. And then Browns, Pats. I'm going to go with the Pats. I can't, I, can't re- you can't, I can't really bet against the Pats right now. That defense is just literally insane right now. They're just doing their thing, killing teams. And then the Browns line is shit. They can't block. They can't do anything. And I know... The Pats have been really good against the run. So, good luck to Nick Chubbs and whoever has Nick Chubbs. Nick Chubbs is in for a rough weekend. If he pops off, though, I will be surprised because that Pats defense has been able to stop the run. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to go with the Pats. And then Raiders-Texans, I'm going to go with the Texans. <coughs> I think the Texans take this W. If you have Deshaun Watson, you got to start D. De- Deshaun Watson, no matter what. DeAndre Hopkins should have a big day as well. Also, uh, Kenny Stills, if you have him, he just became the number two. Will Fuller got injured, so I would play Stills too if you have him. Um, just look at what Aaron Rodgers did to to that defense last week. Deshaun can do the same. He's as, he's as good as Aaron, so you can play him. I have Watson as well, but I'm not going to play him because I'm going to play the matchup. I'm going to play Russell Wilson against the Falcons. Let's see how it turns out. Hopefully, it turns out in my favor. Um, Also, we have Packers-Chiefs. I'm going to have to take the Packers this game. I would have took the Chiefs with Mahomes, but I'm going to have to take the Packers. Uh, Also, the, the one thing here is the Packers will have an easier time winning the game if they can stop the run. But they're struggling to stop the run. So I'm expecting LaShawn McCoy to have a big game. LaShawn McCoy is clearly the number one back in KC. So I'm expecting a big game from LaShawn McCoy because we all know the Packers can't stop the run. If you've been watching, you know they struggle to stop the run. So this is one this this is one of those games that's set up for LaShawn McCoy to have a big day. So hopefully he pulls it out. And that's how the Chiefs are gonna be, win the game, to be honest. They're gonna have to run the ball well if they want to have a chance to win. But I picked the Packers just because they're just I don't know. I I I don't I can't really pick the Chiefs right now. No Mahomes. Mahomes is just such a big part of that team. He's such a good quarterback. It's like he's such a good general. So it's like hard to pick this game but i'm gonna go with the packers the packers are healthy and i think Devonte adams is coming back this game uh so yeah they're gonna get their number one receiver back even another weapon on offense for mr aaron Rodgers. so that's pretty much it for the fat boy picks week eight hopefully i don't shit the bed i don't go seven and six this week uh just so you guys know i do owe you some chugs i would i would like to do them today but i got plans i'm gonna go to a halloween party so no chugs today 
I gotta save all the chugs for the Halloween party. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, but that's it for week eight, guys. All right, all right, all right. Enough about the NFL. Let's get into the NBA. By the way, opening week for the NBA was fucking great. But let's get into it. We're going to go a little bit into the rule changes uh, because they're important. Uh, I didn't really, like, I was thinking about talking about this. And then I was like, nah, it's going to be boring. But I, it, it, it's informative. Like, we need to know because you guys are going to start noticing that they're going to start calling traveling way more. They're going to start calling pushing off way more. And also, the coach's challenge, nobody knows how that shit works. So it's better to hear how it works. You know, I'll, I'll explain the best possible way I can so you guys understand it. Like, I'll, like, dumb it down as much as possible. It's really silly, by the way. I was like, what the heck when I was looking it up? But, well, I'll explain it. Uh, so basically, uh, the NBA wants to crack down on the pushing off the dribble push off it's going to start calling more traveling also oh another thing the movement you can't hook players anymore you got a little move freely you can't be having your arm around a player like they're starting to call that that's one thing i already noticed so basically these dudes cannot be impeding anybody's forward progress they can't be holding on to their like their like their chest you know so they don't run around their screen or run around the screen or anything so no more hooking they're gonna start calling that that's gonna be a defensive foul um and i already noticed it in a couple of games that they've been calling that so the man can move freely now uh no more hooking none of that bs uh so um they're gonna call that also the dribble push off is I thought this was important to talk about because a lot of our favorite players push off. I don't give a shit what anybody says. A lot of our favorite players push off. Basically, the dribble push off is like people that are notorious for this are Giannis, LeBron, James Harden. These dudes always do this shit. But whatever, I guess it's going to start getting called now, but we're going to see. Because I think it's too hard to call this every time. Because it's all going to depend if the ref sees it or not. But basically what it is, is you're dribbling the ball with your right hand, correct? That would be your on hand with the right ball. And with your your off arm, which would be your left arm, if you have the ball on the right. So basically what it is, it's because this is what a lot of players do. They'll dribble into a defender with their... Uh, Covering the ball, well, obviously they have the ball to the side, and then the 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 left arm, which is the off hand, like I just said, the off arm, they'll go into the defender, crash into the defender's chest, and then they'll push off with the off arm, creating the space to step back. So basically, they're saying that they're going to start calling this. So it's like, don't be surprised if your player gets called for a foul. Because I've already seen it called in, like, almost every single game I've watched. And it's kind of, like, weird to see because it's like, shit, they're, they're really serious about calling this. And they're, and they're going to call it. So, it's going to make a lot of players change their game. They can't just push off with the awful arm anymore. They're actually going to have to use their their 
their strength like their shoulder if they're going to create the separation. So it should be interesting now that they can't push off. Uh, also, the coach's challenge is pretty weird. So from my understanding, the coach's challenge, you have you have one. You have to have a timeout. And you can only do it during the first 46 minutes of the game. And you only get one challenge. You can challenge anything. A foul, an out-of-bounds, a goaltend. Uh, so you can challenge it. Uh, so basically, uh, also you have to do the challenge before the ball is inbounded. So if the ball is dead, obviously when something uh, something will get blown dead, it's like the goaltendings, the out-of-bounces, like the foul calls, the ball gets called dead. So basically what the coach does, and this is, I'm going to read this word for word, just so you guys are just like, man, you sound like an idiot. No, this is how it's it's said. So the coach, if he wants to challenge, obviously he has to go to the scorer's table, and with his, he has to raise his index finger, and he has to whirl his finger around, which that for the rest means replay. So he 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 like whirls his finger around in a circular motion. He raises his hand, lifts his finger. Rolls it, uh, rolls it around in a in a circular motion for the replay. And then the, the green light turns on. And I don't know if you've seen it, but I've already seen two of these. It, look, it looks it's like a complete shit show. It's really, it's really funny to see. Like you see the coach with his finger up, twirling it around in a circle. And then the green light turns on. Like the green siren. Like... Rawr, 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 rawr. And then obviously the ref goes to that and looks it over. So basically, that's the new rule. You can challenge one play, uh, 46 minutes. You can't do it the last two minutes of the game. Challenge a foul, challenge a goaltend, uh, travel. You can challenge all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, so and it's hard because uh, I've seen people lose coaches' challenges and people win them. So basically, it's up to the ref. At that point, obviously, it's always up to the ref, but it just looks like really silly when it's going down, and it takes up a lot of time. Like it's like another. It took up like three minutes, four or five minutes. But yeah, that's the new rule. I find it interesting. Uh, I just don't understand why you can't review them like under two minutes. But that's the rule. I think uh, these rule changes will help the game. Especially the no-hooking because people will get away with that like a lot. And that it's better for it's better for the shooters, obviously, that run through screens. Um, lets them get open. So it's better for them. So that's good. Um, and the dribble push-off, I think it's good that they're calling that. But it's kind of kind of suck for us, the fans. Because we all love seeing those fucking nasty ass step backs where they create the separation with the offhand and then pull up. Oh, they're beautiful. But it is a foul. But that's going to suck for us. Uh, and I think it's good that they're starting to call the travel. Well, obviously, I, didn't really, I haven't talked about the traveling yet. So basically, when you catch the ball, that is your gather. Um, you, And depending on the foot you lift up first, that'd be your 
So if I lift up my right foot, that means my left foot is my pivot foot. So a lot of pe- I've noticed that all the players that get called for travel, they catch the ball, so that's the gather, and then they obviously pick up the right foot, so that means they make the the left foot the pivot foot, and then they start moving the other foot. They can't do that. What they have to do is they gather when they gather, they catch. They can't move the pivot foot. So, in other words, don't move the pivot foot, then dribble. But what players are doing, they're catching, and then they're moving both their feet. And that's what's getting them to get called called for travels. I noticed that that's that's a big emphasis. That is getting called a lot. Literally, I've seen that called like three or four times a game. So, players need to adjust to that because it is giving the other teams more possessions. I've already... I saw that in the Celtics game. I saw that in the Lakers game. I saw it in the Nuggets game. It's going down. So, players need to adjust to that because I'm seeing that call on... I've seen it called like four times like on almost all the teams I got to watch. So, that's that's an adjustment the players need to make because obviously don't nobody want to give the other team extra possessions. So yeah, enough about the rules. Like I thought it was good to explain that because those rules I've already been I've been watching a lot of basketball since it started and it's getting called a lot. Also, the refs have been fucking terrible. Uh Jalen Brown, the the C's game, 10 uh, 5 fouls in 10 minutes. That is god awful. Like, come on. You got to let these dudes play. And then Joe Keek, the Nuggets game, uh three fouls in like five minutes like come on that is a superstar right there that you had literally on the bench for a whole half like i we don't we i don't want to see that shit i don't want to see teams best players on the bench because they're getting called for stupid soft fouls like the refs were fucking terrible man like i i the refs were terrible in that c's game and they were terrible in that nuggets game I think the C's games had like 60 something, like almost 70 fouls called. That was insane. I've never seen that many free throws shot in my life. It was insane. Like that game literally took like an extra 20 minutes to finish just because both teams shot so many damn free throws. It was ugly. Like that game was ugly. Uh, Yeah, so hopefully the refs stop calling the game so soft because I'm not trying to see dudes that are good players on the bench and then like it just affects the game and it sucks watching that so hopefully the refs get that shit together i'm not trying to watch like good ass players on the bench for stupid ass fouls so hopefully the refs fucking fix that shit and figure it out because i'm not trying to see good players on the bench for like a whole half especially like a player like joe keek that's a fucking baller like oh dude here you go three fouls in five minutes you're not playing this half bro Rip. Nah. Whack. Alright, so that's pretty much it for the rules. Alright, so let's get into the games. Uh, I was able to watch uh, the Clippers-Lakers game. I got that game, like, fresh in my brain. Because I was watching that game, I think, Friday morning after work. So, basically, the Clippers, I'm not even going to lie. The Clippers are who they say they are. The Clippers look legit. I was really, really impressed by the Clippers. Uh, I was, I've been really impressed by Kawhi's playmaking. That was a knock that Kawhi had. Like it was always like, Kawhi's not a good passer. Man, he showed that he has been working on that. 
this whole offseason. His playmaking in the in the last two games has been great. So that is a problem for the whole league because that was a big knock everybody had on Kawhi. Like, oh, his playmaking ain't good. He's a, the man's been averaging like seven assists. He what? He, I think he got seven assists the Laker game and then nine in the second game. So Kawhi looking legit. Like the Clippers look legit. Like I don't. They they're disgusting. The defense is already good. That bench is insane. Like they outscored the Laker bench like twenty to six or something like that. I think. The Clippers are the real deal. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I didn't... I wanted to see what they looked like. I thought... I didn't think that they were going to look as good as they did. Like, I thought it was going to take a couple of games to look this good. But then again, remember, they do not have PG-13 yet. With PG, we'll see. We got to see how they look. Because I liked what I saw. They were moving the ball. They were picking and rolling. They were picking and popping. They were defending well. Patrick Beverly is a monster out there. That man is just nonstop going at you. Same with Kawhi. Um, so the the Clippers look great. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say that off the rip. Like I was impressed. I did not expect them to look like that that good. I already had already said that, but they look good. Uh, they look like they they were been playing together for like a while already. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, obviously they won the game. Kawhi, there was a stretch that he just dominated. He took over the game, seven buckets in a row. That man was lights out. Lou Williams was lights out. Uh, can't really, I don't really have anything bad to say right now about the Clippers. I can't really say anything. Like the Clippers looked great. Looked like they've been a team for a while. Like I said, picking and popping, picking and rolling, switching well, guarding well. Uh, good team defense. Can't shit talk the Clippers. Good job, Clippers. You guys look great. Uh, but let's talk about the Lakers. Uh, the, the Lakers, on the other hand, everybody was all gassed up about AD and LeBron. Like, ah, AD, LeBron. This duo is really good. And then they go out and lose to the Clippers. That The Lakers should have won that game. They, with their two superstars, they should have won that game. Mind you, yes, I understand the Clippers are missing Kuzma. I mean, the Lakers are missing Kuzma, but, you know. And also, nobody knows what's going on with that kid. Like, that's an injury he suffered in FIBA. That that's like a that was like two months ago. So whatever this dude has, it has to be pretty damn serious because he's been out for a while. Um, so, yeah, now let's talk about the game. Things I noticed when the late... The, when the Lakers switch on defense, their bigs are sagging off the shooters. Lou Williams killed them for that. I know that's something Vogel said that he didn't want his bigs chasing around the guards, which is completely weird to me because he's just giving up free shots. He's giving up free threes. You can't give Lou Williams free threes. That man is a walking bucket. Like, you just can't do that. Uh, that's one thing I noticed off the, right away. And then I noticed that the Lakers keep trying to feed AD the ball in the post. Like, I feel like AD is not going to last the whole season if they're going to keep trying to feed him in the post. Like, he looks so tired in that fourth quarter. Like, he was gassed. He had to be gassed. Obviously, he scored zero points in the fourth quarter because uh, they were just trying to feed him in the post so much. 
Uh, so he looked very, very gassed in that fourth quarter. So did LeBron. Uh, I know LeBron got a lot of criticism for playing point guard. Uh, but you guys got to remember, like, LeBron didn't choose to play point guard. Vogel said, LeBron is going to run the point. Uh, and LeBron was like, okay, I'm going to run the point. Uh, it was just really weird watching LeBron run the point because the whole purpose of LeBron running the point was so they can pick and roll teams to death. But that game against the Clippers, they didn't pick and roll at all. It was just so weird to see. They didn't get no easy buckets, which made it harder for them later on. They were You can tell they were tired in that fourth quarter. They didn't get no easy buckets that game. The Clippers made them work for... Obviously, the Clippers were going to make them work for everything. But they didn't, like, without pick and rolling, since it was just literally LeBron ISO, drive, kick to a shooter, the classic LeBron James defense offense. You're not going to win running that offense against the Clippers. You're going to need to run pick and rolls, pick and pops, all that shit to beat the Clippers. Because the Clippers is going to be one of the top defensive teams in the league. So, basically... It was just weird seeing LeBron run that point the first game and absolutely running no pick and rolls. It was like, what the hell are you doing? If you pick and roll with AD, it's virtually, like, it's so hard to guard because if the help defense comes to help AD, they're going to leave a shooter wide open. So it was just weird not to see them run the pick and roll. Uh, So that was the issue that I saw. Uh, Also... They improved at the second game. They ran pick and rolls, and they got a lot of easy buckets. A lot of those led to AD dunks. <clears throat> so that was good that they actually ran the pick and rolls the second game. But just talking about the first game. So they didn't run no pick and rolls. I saw a lot of LeBron ISO. Also, AD has been shooting terrible from three. That is something he was working on in the offseason. So far, he's 0 for 4. Yes, I know it's only two games. But that's terrible. He needs to start making his three-point shots. And also, he he missed a lot of free throws that first game. So, yeah. Uh, but other than that, I think the Lakers will be fine. I just think they just need a lot of time. They just need more time to gel. I think that team is going to be, like I said, I picked that team to be one of the best teams in the West. And I think they're going to do it. Uh, also, Danny Green has been looking great. The Lakers... I hate to say this, like, I, they need to not play Caldwell Pope. Caldwell Pope has looked terrible out there. Uh, the kid uh, from Dallas, I mean, not Dallas, Phoenix has looked great, though. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, whatever. I'm not going to look it up. But, uh, yeah, I forgot his name. That kid has looked great. They should give KCP his minutes. That kid has been shooting lights out from three so far. KCP has, like, one point in two games. So the Lakers really, really... I know the Lakers paid him. Just because you paid the dude don't mean you got to play him, dude. You got to play the best lineup. Oh, and another thing I know is Vogel is trying to do this whole... I'm going to sit LeBron like five minutes and leave AD on the floor. And then I'm going to take AD off. The rotations are kind of questionable right now. I already noticed that too. It's like he'll do LeBron off five minutes, AD off five minutes. He He doesn't really have he needs to find a way to have both of them on the court at all times also i think that it'll be way better if rondo plays a point when he gets back because rondo actually runs plays like i i don't like i said i didn't understand why they were not picking rolling that first game 
that's something Rondo will constantly do. He'll run plays. So, you know, he's going to pick and roll. He's going to set up Anthony Davis for pick and pops and all that. So, hopefully that will get fixed once Rondo comes back. Hopefully they let Rondo play the point and not LeBron. I think LeBron is fine playing small forward. It doesn't even matter. Like, that guy's a walking mismatch. And that's another thing why they wanted LeBron to play point. Oh, it just creates so many mismatches. Who the hell can guard LeBron anyways? There's not a lot of players that can guard LeBron. Oh, that was another thing about the Clippers game, too. Kawhi was able to guard LeBron. That's why LeBron had such a hard time. He couldn't just do whatever he wanted. The Jazz didn't have nobody to guard LeBron, and look what LeBron did. He went off. So that's another thing the Clippers have. They have the player that can stop LeBron James. Um, and with PG-13, same thing with PG. Another player to help him stop him. I was just, I don't know. I would, like I said, I'm just surprised. The whole pick and roll, they were not running it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think the Lakers will be fine. I'm going to just be honest with you. The Lakers probably finish a top four seed easily. Um, so that's pretty much it about the Lakers. I'm not going to lie. The Nuggets look freaking great. The Nuggets, to me, were probably the most impressive team that I got to watch play. The ball movement is good. is great. The defending is great. Also, the fact that Joe Keek was on the bench for the whole first half and they were leading that game was very, very impressive. It's like your superstar is on the bench with three fouls already and you're going to still be up at the half? That's pretty damn impressive. Like, if they can do that without Joe Keek... You already know how it is when Joe Keek's on the floor. Joe Keek's a monster. Joe Keek came back the second half and literally put that game away with those boys. So basically, I like how the Nuggets look. Uh, it's just so many 3 and D guys on that team. It's like, and they play the right way. Like I said in the previous podcast, it's like uh, set picks for each other, nice picks, uh, Picking rolls, picking pops, they do it all. Like they're they're ready. Like this team looking like midseason form already. But this is a team that everybody knew this is what they were gonna look like. Because this team last year, to me, I felt this team had the best chemistry. So yeah, and then Joe Keek is just a monster. Like I it's if you sleep on Joe Keek, I'm just gonna say this. You don't know shit about basketball. If you're hating on Joe Keek, you ain't no shit about basketball. That's all I gotta say. There is no way that you don't think this guy is good just because everybody's like, oh, Joe Keek is fat. Look at the numbers he puts up. What freaking uh, center do you see averaging 12, getting 10 assists or more a game and then grabbing like 14 boards and scoring like 20 points? If this dude was literally out of shape like everybody says he was, he would not be doing those things. Like, Joe Keek is a freaking monster. Like, it's time to stop sleeping on Joe Keek. Joe Keek is the real deal. And so are the Nuggets. Um, The Warriors, I watched that game. I didn't get to watch all of that game. But the Warriors, it looks like they're still adjusting to each other. They're adjusting to D'Lo. They're adjusting to the new players. Obviously, no clay. That hurt them. But then again, they played against uh the Clippers. The Clippers, dude, They like I said... The Clippers look great. I think the Warriors will be fine. I know a lot of people are shit-talking the Warriors just because they lost one game. Listen, I'm going to be honest with all you guys. 
the the way basketball is played right now is because of the Warriors. You guys are going to tell me that this team is not going to be able to figure it out. The system, that all the ball movement, the moving the ball from left to right, up and down, all that, you, that came from them. That's like how everybody's trying to play now because of them. And the positionless basketball is because of them. I promise you that this team will get it together. And and I and then I know there's rumors that Clay's not gonna come on. You guys really think Clay Thompson ain't gonna come back? I I I'm pretty damn sure Clay Thompson will probably come back for the playoffs. All they have to do is get in the get in the show and he'll be back. Um, but I think the Warriors are gonna be okay. I know they got a lot of shit for getting blown out, but I think they're gonna be okay. Um. Uh, yeah. So the Warriors will be okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about the about the Bucks. I think the Bucks look good. Giannis look good. Um, that man did his thing against the Rockets. Um, the Rockets were like really. It was weird to watch Harden have so many assists. It's I don't know. Like I don't know how it's gonna work between him and Russ. Like they both shot terrible, and Harden had more assists than Russ. And it's like, what? Isn't Russ the point guard? So I guess I'm assuming uh, Harden is going to play the point. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I guess that's just something we got to keep watching. It's like a fucking soap opera. I'm just waiting to see when the fucking drama starts. You feel me? Um, But, yeah. uh, Giannis looked good. He was shooting the mid-ranger. He was shooting the three ball. Uh, He was doing his thing. So hopefully he can keep it up. We'll see. Uh, Because... I have the Bucks coming out the East as the one seed. Um, but yeah, Giannis look great. Obviously, the Bucks defend well. But let's get down to the Sixers Seas game. That game was actually really, really rough to watch. That game was ugly. They shot so many goddamn free throws in that game. I was like, Jesus Christ, when is this game going to end? Also, the the Celtics need to work on their free throws. They missed 15 free throws that game. Literally, they lost by 14. They would have missed, like, the game would have been way different if they would have just hit free throws. They literally gave that game away. But I'm not going to lie, the Sixers looked good. But I can already tell you that the Sixers are going to struggle shooting the three ball all year. Like, literally, they got nobody to space the floor, and you can tell. And then their depth, they have no depth. So, like, those are concerns I see already for the Sixers. No depth, not being able to stretch the floor. Yes, they beat the Seas, but the Seas also shot like shit from three. But I don't expect the Seas to shoot like shit from three all the time. So, I think the, the those are concerns I already see with the Sixers. Not being able to shoot the three ball. Uh, the depth, they got no depth. Uh, so, yeah, but the Sixers... They got a, I don't know, we're going to see how it looks. We'll see how it, they do shooting the three ball. They ended up winning that game. Hit a couple threes. Ben Simmons looked really solid. Uh, uh, um, the C's also looked good. And then the C's won their second game. Uh, the thing I noticed about the C's, Gordon Hayward is back. Like, no joke. That kid played his ass off the... The first game, 25 points. He looked really good, and then he played well the second game. The Celtics are going to be legit. Kemba struggled that first game, but he got it together the second game. I really like the Cs. They look great. Uh, 
Jason Tatum looks good. Jalen Brown looks good. I know a lot of people are hating on Jalen because of that big contract he got. But my man was killing the Raptors. And also, Pascal Siakam is the real fucking deal. That kid has showed why the hell he got maxed out. He's literally becoming a superstar. Like, we're watching it in front of our eyes. Back-to-back 30-point games. It's nice to watch. Good for Siakam, man. And good. I picked the Raps to be a top-four seed in the East. And I still believe they're still going to be a top-four team in the East. Lori was playing great last uh, last night. And Siakam was, is just impressive. Back-to-back 30-point games. Shooting the three-ball well. Getting to the basket. Just doing all the things that a superstar does. It's, we're literally watching a superstar in the making in Siakam. Hopefully he keeps it up. Doesn't fucking make me look like a clown. But Siakam looked great. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys, for today's pod. I don't want to keep want to keep rambling about all these other games because I didn't get a chance to watch them. I'm just really talking about the games that I watched and the stuff that I've seen watching these games. So hopefully you guys like my takes. Hopefully you guys like what I had to say today. Uh, I hope you guys have a good afternoon. I'm going to get out of here. I got some stuff to do before I go to this party. So take care, everybody. Hopefully everybody's good away from the fires. Oh, also, I wanted to say thank you to everybody that's been listening to the pod. Uh, I think it's cool. Like I get, I get, I got to see the stats the other day, and I was like really happy because I got a lot of hits from Cali. I got I got some hits internationally, so that makes me that you know that makes me happy. Puts a smile on my face. You know I'm stoked. Like people are actually checking my shit out, so that's cool. So thank you guys for checking me out. Uh, don't forget to follow on Twitter at Fatboy Takes. The IG's Fatboy Takes. Uh, follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah, that's it. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Peace.